you have those outbursts, then again, that's not the end all be all for EQ. Okay, there are, it is more than just anger. Uh, but what are some of the emotional uh, intelligence factors? So here's what I got for you. I, I wanna cover some of these factors and I got a movie or TV clip that kind of showcases uh, what they look like, okay? So, so there's a little mix. You can hear me talk about it and you can kind of see it in action because I think it's always good to, to see it in action too. Okay, so our EQ factors. The first one I want to start with is anger management. Okay, you see you have you know the Charlie Sheen. There's a TV show about it. There's a movie about it. Okay, uh, that's often what we struggle with. That's what the the child inside out struggle with. All of a sudden, she just let her anger get the best of her, and bam, outburst. Her foot had to be stopped, and, and she had to go to her room. Okay, you're growing out of it now. No one's going to tell you go to your room, but someone can tell you, hey, because your anger, you're out. You're out of a job. You're out of a, a relationship. You're out. That's not what you want. So you got to ask yourself the question: Am I able to control my anger? Nothing. We got to talk about. It. It's a question you got to ask yourself: Am I able to control when I get angry, when I get frustrated, when I get pissed off? Christian Bale in 2009, for those of you, Bale in 2009, for those of you, Christian Bale, Batman, mm -hmm. 2009, he's on the set of a movie called Terminator Salvation. Mm -hmm. It's well known now, but there's a four minute video of him just, I can't use any other way to describe it, but him going off on somebody that's working behind the scenes. I can't remember if they were a mic guy, if they were just a, a prop guy, someone behind the scenes. And he went off on this guy for four straight minutes with about 900 F-bombs. I mean, it was just, this guy was angry. Christian Bale was angry and pissed uh, for whatever this guy did. Now, I can't imagine this guy did something so egregious that he had to get lashed out at for four straight minutes in front of everybody on the set. I can't imagine it was that big of a deal, but Christian Bale couldn't control his anger on the set that day. And then it came out after this video came out, and the video is still out there, and it stayed with him. Uh, it came out that his family, his mom and his sister, uh, came out reported, they had a report to the police earlier, about a year prior, uh, for an emotional outburst he had in the house, okay? Had some issues, clearly. And those are the two things we know about. And those were within a year's time. Who knows maybe what was going on in his life in that year. Could have had some hard times, but he still couldn't control his anger. And, and that leads to the question, like, what if, you know, what would have, what was going on beforehand? You know, those couldn't have been his only two emotional outbursts. He probably had a history of being angry and not being able to control it. It stays with him. It stays with him. It'll stay with you if you let it. Conversely, there's a, a good story about an old married couple. They've been married 60 years, and they had a happy marriage, lived a good life, you know, no issues. Uh, they, they never kept any secrets except one. And this one secret was the wife kept a chest uh, on top of her stuff in a closet. And all she asked her husband was, don't ask me about it, don't touch it, don't open it, nothing. This is mine. Just let it go. Okay. And the husband is like, sure, whatever. I'll let you have your, your chest. And it comes to the point where she goes into the doctor and she gets told, hey, you have an uncurable disease. You're going to be dying soon. You're old anyways. You're coming to the end of your life. And so they start 
putting together some of their last wills, putting together the last rites, you know, figuring some things out in the end times uh, for, for her and just their marriage because she's going to, to die. And the husband's like, okay, I, I gotta know what, what's in this box? You know, what's in this chest? Can, can you tell me? We're trying to sort some things out here. Uh, I know this is hard, but this is the one thing you kind of, we kind of kept from each other our entire 60 years of marriage. And the wife goes, okay, go ahead and go get it. And the husband brings it down and, and, and he opens it up and he sees two crochet dolls and a stack of money totaling around 95 grand. Okay, a lot of money in this chest. And the husband's like, oh, what in the world? And he asks, well, what is this? And so the wife goes, well, when we first got married 60 years ago, my grandma told me a happy marriage, uh, a good marriage is one that's happy. That's one that doesn't have anger between the two people. Okay, you gotta have, you gotta keep anger out of your marriage if you want it to last. Okay, and she said, my grandmother told me to do this one thing. She told me to crochet a doll every time I got angry at you. Just to, to not lash out on you, but to do something constructive so that way I could release my anger. So I, I crocheted, uh, she said, crochet a doll. And the husband and I just think, wow, there's only two dolls in this chest. I did pretty good for myself. Not bad for 60 years of marriage. She only got angry at me twice. The guy's feeling pretty happy for himself. And then he goes, okay, nice, nice, two dolls. Okay, well, what about this money? Where's this money from? And the wife goes, well, that's the money I made selling dolls during our marriage. <laughs> so the husband just goes from here to there, okay? But she held her anger and, and used it in a constructive way to say, okay, I'm not gonna lash out on my husband because I know if we are always going at each other all the time, we get angry over the smallest things or the biggest things, this isn't gonna work. We're eventually gonna to tear each other's heads off, okay? So you could take the Christian Bale approach and go crazy and just lash out and use every word in the book. Or maybe we do something constructive that says, okay, I understand anger is an issue. I gotta find a way to harness it in and control my anger. So we start with anger. Okay, you start with anger. You gotta say we must handle our emotions with complete control, not just handle them. Say we must handle our emotions with complete control, not just handle complete control, not just handle them, like ah, handle this, but handle it with complete control. You gotta understand your feelings. Again, I talked a little bit about this yesterday, but understanding your feelings, where they come from, how they come about, is key for you moving forward, especially with anger management. If you don't understand your feelings, you're not going to be able to have a grasp on them. So that means you got to know your triggers too. Christian Bale probably had some triggers that sparked his anger. Whatever that guy did had a trigger for him. We all have our triggers. We, we really do. We all have those things that get us pissed off, that anger us, whether it's a comment somebody has, whether it's a, a face somebody makes, whether it's uh, a post that somebody talks about. You know, I can't, I don't like when somebody keeps going on their Twitter rants. Whatever it is, we all have our triggers. So know them. If you know your triggers, now you can work to combat them and guess what? Avoid them. It's, it's, if you know your triggers and then you still go around them, it's like an alcoholic you know, putting themselves in a bar or around other people drink. That's a trigger. You, you don't put yourself around triggers. Okay? They will tell you that. If they are around a place with alcohol, they will go the complete opposite way because they understand that's a trigger for them. So know your triggers with anger and your emotions so that way you cannot just know them but completely avoid them. You realize, hey, this person's about to say something, I gotta get away because that's gonna trigger me. And once I get triggered, I have a hard time controlling myself. So know your triggers and then embrace them. Embrace your feelings and, and 
slight anger. Embrace it because guess what? That is you. I don't want you to feel like you're a less of a person because you get angry sometimes or you have uh, feelings of uh, resentment. That's you. D d embrace you. Okay? But we have to control them. We have to tr control the triggers and harness them so that way we're not lashing out like Christian Bale and our, you know, in a day and age today, all it takes is somebody getting on video and that sticks with you for a long time. Somebody screenshotting a tweet you posted because you were angry in the moment and you said some things you shouldn't have said, they screenshot it, it's there forever. It's there forever. So be careful and control your anger and emotions, but embrace them. So then we also must decide how we act in the future. Don't leave it to chance. Tom Brady, the Patriots. We also must decide how we act in the future. Don't leave it to chance. Tom Brady, the Patriots Super Bowl. I've been watching some of their stuff recently about uh, the Super Bowl and how they went into preparing. I always think it's interesting, not just because I like sports, but just looking at how people prepare for some big event in their lives and how, hey, something they worked on three months ago comes uh, into play on, on the big game. And so the Patriots or any successful person doesn't wait till the time comes to then start preparing or I'll react in the moment. You know, I'll just figure it out when it happens. If you do that, you're going to fail. I'm just telling you point blank, you are going to fail. So you need to put together a game plan for yourself. If you know you struggle with some anger, you know you struggle with keeping control of your emotions, have a game plan so that way when something does happen, when you do get triggered, you know what your next move is, that you aren't having to figure it out on the spot. Alcoholic says, all right, when, when somebody brings an alcohol in the room, my first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to leave or I'm going to go grab a glass of water. So I have something, some water in my hand, and I don't, I'm not tempted to go drink um, alcohol. They have a game plan set in place. They're not going to leave it up to the moment because they know if I wait to the moment, I'm probably going to fall to my fall to my emotions, fall to my triggers. So have a game plan set in place. Also have some coping mechanisms for yourself. When we're under stress, when we're under anger, we gotta have some things that we go to. For that one wife, it was crocheting a doll. That was, that was her coping mechanism. I'm angry, I'm gonna go crochet a doll. Maybe for you, that's watching something, or that's doing some, some activity, that's being active yourself. Um, have a coping mechanism that helps you handle your emotions, handle your stress a little bit. The CDC, the Center for Disease and Control, um, did a study and they put out an interesting statistic. The CDC, the Center for Disease and Control, um, did a study and they put out an interesting statistic. 85% of all diseases and sickness are stress-related, that come from some sort of emotion disorder, okay? That is huge. And there's other experts that would argue, um, from what I read, that it's higher. Not just 85%, but it's higher. Our stress, our inability to control our anger, hurts our physical self. High blood pressure, headaches, Insomnia, depression leads from anger. Skin problems that cause from anger. High risk of stroke, stroke or heart attack because of anger. Your anger will get the best of you if we don't harness it. Okay, it literally will. It will. Okay, it literally will. It will destroy your body and it will do things that maybe we don't even see on the outward, but that are inside, that are more internal uh, problems because of our anger. Okay, so you can't hold that stress. You can't hold that anger. It's only going to destroy you really well. Uh, but what about on the other side? If we have high IQ, if we have a positive EQ, I should say, if we have a positive EQ, I should say, we have less stress. Our stress goes down. We're more energized. So 
in the, in the Wednesday, Thursdays of the week when we're getting to three o'clock or we're getting eighth hour, we're able to push through it. We're able to get through our day because we have a little more energy because we're not holding all this anger into our body. Okay, we're also, we have better relationships. Again, Valentine's Day, you know, we have better relationships if you can control your anger because no one wants to be around a friend in a relationship, uh, in a marriage with somebody who constantly has anger issues. Okay, that only gets you last so long, and then it, the, the, the welcome wears out. So your relationships in life will be better because of your anger management as well. And then your confidence will be boosted. When you can eliminate anger, you feel a little more confident walking in the situation. It's like, hey, I'm going to get through this. I'm not going to have anybody drop, uh, put water on my, on, my, on my parade. I'm going to push through it. Okay. Now, if you're going to up your EQ, I'm going to tell you these things. Seek counseling. Seek counseling. Sounds... Okay, now you just, uh, my mom cool talking about anger management. Sounds like, okay, now you just, uh, my mom cool talking about anger management, Mr. H, but tell me to seek counseling, that's, that's, a little, that's a little too much, okay? Here's, here's your options, okay? Because I think it's good to have a sounding board. You, you may need a, a real therapist counselor. If you need one, you let me know. I can put you in touch with my wife who knows a lot of great people. She's going to school for that. She knows a lot of people um, in Bowen in the area uh, that can help with that. I also encourage you to maybe grab a friend. I have a buddy who he meets with a close friend of his every Saturday because they, during a work week it's tough. It's hard to, to get together. But they're like, hey, every Saturday we're going to go get coffee or we're going to go do this. We're going to go uh, hang out for an hour, hour, two hours. And we're just going to kind of hash things out. We're going to just talk. And by just having those little engagements, they release some of their anger. Hey, let me tell you what happened to me this week. You don't believe what my boss did. They have that person they can go to. So maybe you seek that type of counseling. You can also take anger management classes. You know, if you have trouble controlling that anger, you need to get a hold on it. Otherwise, it will get a hold of you. Okay? You journal. Maybe you journal. Express your feelings and thoughts and release those emotions. Use relaxation techniques. We're going to finish today by doing a relaxation technique. Okay? Or even exercise. That's what a lot of people do. They go for a run. They go engage in some physical activity to, to release those emotions. I find you guilty. often forget about is in society is our accountability our accountability severely lacks in our world today and if you aren't self-accountable to, to your own self your own actions your own thoughts you're going to struggle with your EQ your emotional intelligence accountability does not factor in where you come from uh, how old you are you can be accountable to yourself so ask yourself can I take on the accountability for the things I do for myself without blaming other people, without blaming the situation, without blaming my boss, without blaming the government. Can we take on accountability for the things that we do without pointing the fingers? We like to point the fingers in our society. We gotta start eliminating that by being accountable. And that's an emotional intelligence thing. So own it all. Own all your decisions. If you make the decision, it's you, you made it. That's no one else did. Own your actions, own your non-actions. Own you make the decision, it's you, you made it. That's no one else did. Own your actions, own your non-actions, own your behaviors, own your communication, own your communication. Because we have a lot of times, you know, we're, hey, you know what, I sent the text late, or I know I should be telling my boss that, hey, this is going on, and I gotta give them an update, and I don't. 
or I wait till a later time to tell them. If you do that, that's not being accountable to doing things the right way. Own it all, own everything you do. Own your non-actions too, because how many times are you around a person that says, well, I, you know, I, I didn't do it, you know, I, it wasn't me. You were still part of that. You know, if you choose to not, uh, not tell somebody something, well, that's, that's your choice. But you were holding yourself accountable then to saying, I'm not gonna care about what happens. You know, if something goes bad, it's not on me. Well, it is on you. Even your non-actions, okay, the things that you choose to not do result in uh, you losing accountability. Reflect on it a little bit. If you're gonna be accountable, you gotta reflect, okay? You have to understand that, do you move on from it or do you carry it? Now, I think we need to find a happy medium here. We can't just move on and say, well, I messed up, whatever, uh, let me move on. And we can't just carry it on um, all the time saying, oh, I'm accountable to this, I'm accountable to that. We gotta find a happy medium, okay, with it. But uh, which one are you? You gotta be careful of your impulse because a lot of times we do things on impulse in life and those things aren't good, those aren't smart decisions and we are gonna be held accountable with those. Uh, Tony Dungy, famous Indianapolis coach, coach said, you know, nothing good happens after midnight. Nothing good ever happens when the lights go off and then the lights, uh, you know, as the moon comes out because people do things on impulse and do things that they normally wouldn't do and you know, they're gonna be held accountable for those things just as much as the things they do with complete thought and control. Um, so understand, be careful what you do on impulse because if you do something on impulse, you might, uh, you might do something you regret. Now you're still gonna be held accountable for that. Or ask yourself, who's my sounding board? Reflect on it again. Who's that person I'm gonna to go to? Who are the people I'm gonna to go to to keep me accountable? If you just walk through life having a bunch of yes men around you, saying yes, you're great, yes, do this, yes, do that, you're not gonna go far. You gotta have some people that are gonna hold you accountable, tell you when you're messing up, tell you when you're not being uh, wise, tell you when you're, you're acting uh, like a little baby. You need those people in your life to do that for you that keeps you on the straight and narrow. You might need to be that person for somebody else as well, but know that you need to have a sounding board in your life that you reflect to. And then that vulnerable feeling. Being accountable leaves us vulnerable sometimes because we feel like we're opening ourselves up to a whole lot of stuff. And that's vulnerable sometimes because we feel like we're opening ourselves up to a whole lot of stuff. And that's scary. It is. Being accountable is a good thing, okay? We need some of that. Some people need it more than others. Some people need it more intense than others, but you need to open yourself and say, it's okay, it is a little vulnerable. So have, have that hard time to feel open, have that open feeling of, hey, I can listen to what somebody has to say, I can open myself up to somebody making sure I stick to what I need to do. I have someone who's gonna help me become better. Or you, you gotta realize it moves you forward. Being accountable moves you forward in the right direction. It, does, it doesn't hold you back. Being accountable to somebody does not hold you back. It just keeps you going where you want to go towards. That's why you have a coach. That's why you have bosses because they say, hey, I got to hold you accountable to do your job so that way you progress. You need to take our team, take our company, take our group to where we want to go, okay? So make sure that you are accountable. It's okay. It's going to feel a little vulnerable for yourself, but it's okay. Accountability is one of the greatest forms of self-management. And okay. Accountability is one of the greatest forms of self-management. And as you remember self-management social skills those things are part of the emotional intelligence factor okay so if you hold yourself accountable now you're self-managing yourself in a better way a uh, couple things to up your EQ challenge those who challenge you and I don't mean if someone says well hey I, I give you says well hey I, I give you I can live 300 can you live 300 and then you just go back and forth and you do dumb stuff like that 
I'm saying is, hey, if someone challenges you to, to hold yourself accountable, hey, I challenge you to be more positive this week. And you know what? I appreciate that. I challenge you to be uh, to, to hang, handle your anger this week. Now we're making each other better because you have someone that you're challenging and they're challenging you to grow. So, hey, I'm going to hold you accountable. You hold me accountable. Let, let's, let's, let's partner up and let's, let's make each other better. You can open yourself up to feedback. Hey, ask somebody, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, how did I do today? Sarah at the CDC went up to some, went up to the judges afterwards and said, hey, tell me, what did I do? What do I need to get better at? That was very good because it opened herself up to feedback. She, she, got some, she got some results that she probably didn't want to hear from the judge. Uh, probably heard some things that she wasn't too pleased about, but it allowed her to get better. So open yourself up to feedback. Yeah, open yourself up to that. Then you can make the decision. Is it worthwhile to listen to or is it, do I dismiss it? Now, is it valid or no, I'm just putting it in the trash. This isn't real. Okay, then finally share the outcomes. When you partner up with somebody to be accountable to, you share the outcomes, you share in the results, you share in the great wins that you can have in your life. Accountability, part of EQ that we need to develop. Well, it's tough, it's tough. It's a real true story. It's a Coach Carter, it really happened in real life. The team was not holding up to the contract. Real true story, it's a Coach Carter, it really happened in real life. The team was not holding up to the contracts they signed, the accountability things and measures and standards they set for their team. And so the coach locked the gym. Lock the gym, no one could enter. It's not even like he said, hey, you know what? Because a lot of times in society, we would say, you know what, we'll just go an hour. You know what, guys, we're going to class for two hours, but we're just gonna go one hour today because we gotta hold you guys accountable. We, we, gotta, we gotta make sure you guys get back in, in your studies and get in your books. We're only going one hour, that's it. And then you gotta leave. That's what a lot of people would do. He just said, no, we're, we're going cold turkey. I'm shutting it all down because they don't deserve it. They, they weren't held accountable. They didn't stick to our standards. And so they're not getting anything. Not, not practice, not a game. And this went national. Everyone was like, wow, this coach is going a little crazy, locking down the gym doors. Um, but he wanted to make sure that, hey, there's more to life than, than basketball, but there's also the accountability factor that these guys gotta learn, that they are held to a high standard. And if they aren't meeting that standard, then I'm gonna have to hold, hold them accountable. And all of them, not just the ones that didn't make the class grade, not just the ones that were on time, but everybody. Everybody's held accountable to the same standard. Everyone wins, everyone loses, and that's what's gonna make us better. And so it's a great example of what accountability uh, looks like uh, in, in, in a team, in a group, in an organization, okay? Honesty. Honesty is the best policy. One of the famous, most famous people to have honest, uh, honesty and trust in their lives is Abraham Lincoln. Okay, there's a reason he's called honesty. Honesty is the best policy. One of the famous, most famous people to have honest, uh, honesty and trust in their lives is Abraham Lincoln. Okay, there's a reason he's called honesty because he was honest. He got that reputation though, not just because someone said, hey, Honest Abe sounds good, we'll call you Honest Abe. He got it because of everything he did to build up uh, people believing that he would be trustworthy, that they could believe in him. So he, when he was younger, he worked at a, a local store, like a you know, general store. Back in the day, that's where you got everything. Okay, so he worked there, he worked the front desk, and he was given a responsibility to do a lot there, even at a young teenager age. I mean, it'd be like, you getting the, the keys to close down the, the place you work at and you're given all that responsibility that's what he had and he was known for being honest because a 
few times he had shortchanged his customers change back. You know, they went in, bought a bought a food item, and he gave them too little change back. He should have given them, you know, three cents more. He walked all the way to their home, found out where they lived or knew where they lived, walked all the way to where they lived and said, Hey, I gotta return these three cents to you. I, I shortchanged you. Sorry. One time he walked seven miles. And this he didn't live in, you know, Costa Rica, Hawaii. He lived in the Midwest, where it probably was conditions like this. Walked seven miles to return three cents to somebody. Could have easily just slipped it on the rock. Oops, I made a mistake. The person didn't come back for it. The person didn't question me on it. They just took the change and left, so you know, they probably don't know. He felt so convicted to be honest and be truthful that he would walk seven miles sometimes to return a change to somebody who gets shortchanged. Incredible story and a great thing that shows his truthful and honest reputation. You build up that reputation over time. You also build up the reputation of being lying, uh, being deceitful, uh, being someone who holds back the truth. You get that reputation, that sticks with you wherever you go. That's low EQ. You are li a liar, uh, deceitful, uh, dishonest. That, that's low EQ, and that goes wherever you go. You could go to another school, you could go to another state, you could go to another city. Your reputation of being a liar will stick with you. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. It will come out. It might not come out right away, but it will come out. So you need to develop that truthful and honesty in who you are. Uh, because you know, we can talk about how, how do you want to be rich, how do you want to get the job, but if you aren't honest, you won't have a chance. If you don't have a characteristic like this, you won't have a chance to make it in the real world. you got to be honest. So ask yourself the question, how honest are you with, with one, yourself, are you honest with yourself? You know, a lot of times we lie to ourselves more than we lie to other people. We really do. Okay, I, I can tell you straight up that that's a big issue that you know I even have. Like we, we lie to ourselves because we want to sugarcoat things to make us feel better all the time. And then second, we are we truthful and honest with other people? You know, in social situations and, and just our lives on the internet, on social media, are we truthful and honest? Uh, you got to ask yourself that question. Is honesty a priority in your life? For those who have high EQ, it is. It is a huge priority in your life. Abraham Lincoln, it is so big of a priority for him that he would walk. It is a huge priority in your life. Abraham Lincoln, it is so big of a priority for him that he would walk as far as he needed to in the cold and the rain and the terrible conditions to make sure that somebody got their change back. That's how it mattered and how much it mattered to him. So being a true comes from a little pressure sometimes. Pressuring ourselves, hey, I gotta be honest here. I know it's not easy. This is rare, this is a hard feeling. I, never, I don't wanna tell the truth here because I know it might hurt me. I know it might make me look bad a little bit. It might not make me look the best. You know what, hey, I messed up, that was me. I broke that. I broke the window. It's not easy, but the pressure of you being truthful and honest is gonna help you make it a priority in your life. Following through, that's a thing people have a hard time with today. Following through. Hey, when I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. When I say I'm going to bring the dessert to the, the potluck dinner, I'm going to bring the dessert to the potluck dinner. Following through is something that is a lost art. If you can follow through on the things you say you will do, you are going to be raised. You're going to be put on a, a pedestal. You're going to be given that those opportunities because you're going to be trusted and given that honest uh, look when you want it. Okay, so following through and then accept the fate. And sometimes we, we hold back and we say white lies or we don't tell the full truth because we're, we're scared of what the fate might be, what, what might happen, what somebody else might say. 
and I don't want to tell them the truth because I'm afraid they're gonna they're gonna leave. I'm afraid they're gonna not say I don't want to be your friends anymore. I don't I don't want you in my life anymore. We're afraid of those things, so we don't tell the truth. When you think about it, guys, the truth is so important that you gotta tell it. You gotta say the truth in your life. You can't hold back because you're worried about what somebody else might think or what somebody else might do or what you might lose on. If it matters to you, if you make it a priority, that won't factor in. And again, it's not easy. It's easier said than done for sure, uh, but make it a priority. Honesty is out in the open. Make sure your honesty is out in the open. Eliminate the word white. So honesty is out in the open. Make sure your honesty is out in the open. Eliminate the word white. It's a lie. White lies. We are all susceptible to that. It's not just, hey, I said it. I didn't say a big lie. I just said a tiny one. I just sugarcoated the truth a little bit. It's still a lie. It's still not being truthful. It's still not being honest. It's still not having high EQ. Okay. So we also lie for personal gain because we give those little little lies. Hey, I'm going to lie here so I put down somebody else and elevate myself that I get the opportunity and somebody else doesn't. Or I get the recognition and, and everyone knows who I am, everyone knows my name. But you told a lie, you didn't really do that. You know, you hear the great mythological stories of somebody going and you know, killing a lion with their bare hands. Okay, yeah, sure, you're just telling a lie there just for your own personal gain. Uh, I don't encourage you to do that, that lie because I don't think anyone's gonna believe you. Uh, I've, I'm the only one here that's killed a lion, uh, did it with my bare hands. Did with his bare hands, uh, but don't lie for personal gain, and it removes all doubt. When you are always honest, you're always truthful. It removes all doubt of who you are, or what you did. Uh, my my wife, my wife, my wife for life. She loves the Law and Order SVU series, and you can see anytime they interview a, a subject, uh, a, a, a possible perp. Okay. You can tell when they have some doubt because they can't get their story straight. They're sitting there mixing up their words. They're, they're throwing this lie, they're throwing that lie, and eventually it catches up with them. If you are honest, it removes all doubt about what you say and what you do. Uh, so think about that. There's some great upside to being honest and putting it out in the open, okay? And then finally, you gotta trust others because if you trust others, that shows you have a high EQ. People have high EQ can believe and trust in others. They hate it. I'm not going to peer over their shoulder the entire time. I'm not going to hound them all the time. I got to have some trust and belief. And so high EQ people understand the, the, the benefits of trust, benefits of belief and honesty, and they want to make sure that goes to everyone else in their lives as well. Not just their own selves, but their family, their friends, their coworkers. If we're going to up our EQ, we got to live life with authenticity. You can't be fake. If you live a fake life, you will not make it. A fake life, you will not make it. Okay, if you live fake, use fake words, use you know white lies, sugarcoat things, you will not make it. So live life authentically, not fake. Create your own circle. Create that circle of trust. Create the people around you that will keep you honest, that you can also be honest with, that you can let out some things. Hey, I need to tell you guys some things here. This is my circle. These are my boys. This is my group. Uh, let me let me just tell you what's going on in my heart right now. Going on in my mind. And then control your emotions. And I get it, that's EQ, control your emotions. But if we control our emotions, we'll probably be more truthful. Because when you think about it, a lot of times we tell some of these lies because we're so angry in the moment that we just have an outburst and we say things or type things or post things that we normally probably wouldn't, but we do because we, our emotions are just getting the best of us. So if we control our emotions, we control the honesty and the trust and the truthful statements we make. Jim Carrey, Great movie, okay, liar, liar. Uh, 
there's a good scene about this that indicate that shows you a little bit about what being trustworthy is. Okay, so take a look at this clip in the movie Liar. <laughs> Jim Carrey plays a lawyer in this movie, and he's known for having a rep of lying, being deceitful. And obviously, obviously, wouldn't it be nice to have a kind of a filter where we can make sure that we are being honest all the time to a certain extent? Now, we can't walk up to, you know, he walks up to the guy and say, hey, what's up? Hey, you're cholesterol. Can't always say those things, okay? There, there are some things we can't say. Even though they might be the truthful and honest statement, we got to understand that there's a time and a place. But in life, if we could be a little more honest and not give ourselves the opportunities to lie and be, de be deceitful, you know, that'll help us, that'll free us a little bit. Last thing I'm gonna show here, if you've ever done any mind relaxation, body uh, relaxation, where you, you let your, your body kind of release the tension, uh, that's what we'll do tomorrow because it's good to do that because it releases the emotions, it releases some of the stress you're holding and building up in your life. Uh, and you gotta do that, you gotta have those outlets. So three things to talk about today, anger management, accountability, and honesty. Uh, three things that uh, can impact your emotional intelligence. Focus on increasing those things in your life, increasing your EQ, living a little bit better, living a little bit freer. Uh, you don't want to be Adam Sandler and, and losing a court case. You don't want to be Jim Carrey writing the color blue or writing the word blue on your face because that would be, be a lot. Okay, uh, But up your EQ by doing some of these things that People don't always talk about. People don't always talk about. But if you don't have the honesty, you don't have accountability, you don't have uh, control of your emotions, you're not going to be able to get the job that you want to train for. Because you, know, you see so many people that might get the job then, but they lose it shortly thereafter because they can't control some of these things in their lives. So if you have the honesty, you have the trust, you have the ability to be accountable to yourself and control your emotions, that's going to give you a step ahead of everybody else. All right. Uh, so take take note of that.